Is fear overtaking your life? Well, I'm going to show you the three elements of fear and give you solutions so you can move from fear to fearless. Welcome to the Heal the Herd podcast. Make sure you stay tuned to the end because I'm going to give you solutions. I'm not going to talk just about what causes fear and why it's crippling us, but without these solutions, you can't move from fear to fearless. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But let's start with what the three elements of fear are. The three are a fear of rejection, fear of inadequacy, and the fear of powerlessness. This is the problem with the basic dynamic around what people talk about fear, the whole false evidence appearing real, or what I call the night philosophy of just do it. If those worked, why are we all in fear? Because they don't go deep enough. They don't talk about the real issue. Because let's face it, a lot of fears, there's evidence of it. Like that, that whole premise just isn't true. We turn the corner, there's something fearful there. Or there are things in our life that are fearful. So that's part of the reason for this podcast is people are struggling with fear because nobody's going deep enough. Well, we're going to change that. So let's start with the fear of rejection. All right. The first thing to understand about rejection is nobody ever rejects us. All anyone is ever doing is looking after their own best interests. So if you're dating somebody, working with somebody, and they decide to work with somebody else, well, what did they decide? They decided that it was in their best interest to pursue someone or something else. It's not a sign, a reflection on you or something's inadequate in you. It's they wanted something different. That's all. But see, we don't teach these deeper layers of emotion. And so all of us are struggling with low self-esteem because that's ultimately what the fear of rejection is. The cause of it is low self-esteem. If we ever fear rejection, we're struggling with self-esteem issues. All right. Those self-esteem issues are born in childhood. Everything's born in childhood. It's just we don't teach anything about parenting. Even if we did, our parents... They adore the hell out of us, but they're perfectly imperfect. They do things that reject us. And so we're so young, we don't have the emotional development. We learn that because, let's face it, as a child, our life depends on them. So if they're not available, if we can't depend on them, that's where we learn that fear of rejection because our life literally depends on it. Now, once we become adults, it's our responsibility to go heal that. We don't just want to blame our parents that, you know, hold them accountable of their perfect imperfections. That's wonderful. But to stay stuck and go, oh, there's nothing I can do. My parents did this to me. You're choosing to basically continue on the cycle and pass it down to your kids. So it's imperative that we do the work on ourselves to recover from this. So what's happening is two things with the fear of rejection. One, it's low self-esteem. Two, it's a lack of boundaries, all right? This gets into codependence because we're placing our worth and the dependency on our, of our worth on somebody else. So if we are afraid of rejection or experience that, we're actually giving ourselves away. Now our self-esteem, our, the core of who we are, is dependent upon their view of me and their acceptance of me. Well, that's co-dependence. That's not intradependence, where we, we work together, but I don't lose myself, all right? 
So ultimately, what's the, the core issue at, at the bottom of low self or fear of rejection is a codependent dynamic, all right? We are looking for that validation. Again, it comes from childhood. We didn't get what's called attunement, all right? Attachment and attunement from our parents. And so we're now dependent on somebody else to validate us, all right? So I'll get into the solutions to that here at the end, so make sure you stay tuned, uh, stay tuned for that. But that's what's happening when you fear rejection. You're struggling with low self-esteem and, and codependence, okay? Now let's move on to the fear of inadequacy. The fear of inadequacy is actually the easiest one of all fears to um, overcome, but it it's also goes very deep as well, all right? What happens is, is we feel we don't have the skills, tools, or knowledge to do something, okay? So what comes up is, again, another childhood dynamic. Like, I'll give you an example from my life. My biggest fear, my biggest struggle, is feeling stupid. That was the basic message my dad sent directly sometimes and indirectly. He never said I was stupid, but his behaviors and things communicated. Like, for instance, <clears throat> I'll never forget. I can't remember how old I was. Probably in ninth grade or something, but this happened much younger too. My dad, after work, would always sit in this big leather chair. And I remember sitting in my room, I was struggling with math homework, and I sat there for about an hour, fearing, asking for his help. Now, my dad was an engineer. He was brilliant at math. Anyway, I finally mustered up the courage, walked downstairs and very meekly, I'm like, you know, he's sitting in his big leather chair there in the living room. And I'm like, dad, can I ask you some questions about my math homework? And I think he was reading the paper and he kind of ruffles the papers and he goes, okay, what now? Bingo. I interpreted that as rejection as inadequacy, I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. That's what's at the core of the fear of inadequacy. So when someone suggests we try something new or like this has happened to me, you know, it's going on right now. I've had to become a marketer, like learn how to do these videos and, and do them differently. Well, that's not what I want to do. I love to teach. I love to coach. I love to speak. I love to work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Like that's not work to me. I could do that all day, every day, but this stuff it kind of bores me. Well, when, you know, the impetus, you know, I had to start learning about this stuff. I was getting massively angry. And I had to pause and go, wait, what's going on? And I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Ah. And I had to think about it. I said, wait a minute, Kenny, what are you fearing? Inadequacy. What do you feel inadequate? Well, I feel stupid. I don't know how to do this stuff. I don't even know where to look to learn about it. As I started to learn and I'd run into problems, I'm like, I, my mind just goes blank. Just like those moments with my father. I don't have the skills, tools, or knowledge. It triggers that sense of inadequacy. And that's the thing about inadequacy. It all ties back into shame or into the low self-esteem from the fear of rejection. They work hand in hand together. And so I had to realize, oh my God, there, it's not so much that I hate marketing. It's that I'm afraid of reliving those feelings. 
Well, once I got into reality of, oh, I just actually, this is a wonderful opportunity for me to heal those messages from my father. Because my father, he wasn't intending to say I was stupid. It was his own issues that he didn't know how to deal with because we don't teach this. And that's what parents do because my dad chose not to go heal this stuff. And the messages he was sent, he was beat to death as a kid. So, I mean, he didn't hit us, but he never healed that. And so there's an example of if we don't heal it, we transfer it right into our own kids. And that's what my father did. I was, I, you know, I've, I've done all the work and research. So I realized, oh, so it's not marketing that's bugging me. It's I feel stupid. And this is actually my dad's shame and low self-esteem. It has nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. So when that feeling of inadequacy comes up, the answer, well, I'm going to cheat, is go become an expert. Now, as I've gotten into learning about marketing and all this stuff, you know, doing the videos and having to learn software to edit them, I'm like, well, some of this is kind of fun. It's kind of artistic. I'm very, I, you know, I'm very artistic. So it, it's, it's recognizing that most often, if we don't think we have the skills, tools, or knowledge, somewhere in our life, we got sent the message either directly or indirectly that we're stupid. So the solution is to go become an expert in, okay? Now, the third level of fear is powerlessness. And this is the most crippling, the most difficult, and the most in-depth. This is what's really happening to everyone right now with the, the COVID situation. Everyone feels powerless. Now, there are two things primarily that cause the fear of powerlessness. One, feeling a lack of control. No control, all right? And the other, what creates it is the inability to say no, all right? So let's break down each one separately. Let's talk about control. Well, look at this COVID situation. There is so much information that contradicts itself. Nobody really knows what's going on. It's all estimates. Is it big? Is it bad? Is it, there really, there's no certainty to it. So that creates a, oh my God, I'm completely out of control. And so we all just panic and that triggers, what does that trigger? Inadequacy and then rejection. Because if I don't know how to do this, I'm feeling stupid and therefore low self-esteem. And so this huge reaction that everybody's having to, to all of this, whether you're like a total proponent of, oh my God, the world's going to end or the other side of, oh, this is majorly overblown. Both sides are just screeching and grabbing for power. They're trying to mitigate those fears of rejection and, and inadequacy and grab control. This is it. They're just, I have to believe something. I have to get control of this. Okay. Well, that's not really the solution because that just keeps the problem going. The more appropriate response to the COVID situation is, let's just wait. I can't control it. It's bigger than me. Governments, all these people are making decisions. Probably some of them right, some of them wrong. But there's really not much I can do about it. But, well, I'll get into the solution in a minute. Um, but when we have high levels of self-esteem, when we work on our inadequacy, we can look at this situation and just go, okay, this is bigger than me. I have no control over it, and that's okay. And I'll move into how we get to the solution of it, all right? Now, the second reason we fear powerlessness is the inability to say no, Okay. Again, this is a childhood dynamic, because think of it. What happened in childhood? Could we ever say no? Of course not. 
We had to do and become whatever our parents wanted. We had to say yes. Plus, our culture, in an attempt to teach us how to be nice, has gone to a massively codependent scale that says, oh, you have to do everything for everybody. I call this the, the Kardashian model of relationships where, you know, you'll hear people say this all, all the time. If they really love me, they'd have my back. They'd support me no matter what. Well, no, that's not love. That's codependence. That's abuse. Because what if you go kill somebody? I thought I'm supposed to have your back. Well, those are the messages we've been sent through movies, TV, and, and unfortunately, all the models we've seen in movies, TV, books of what love looks like is massive love addiction, what's called love addiction and love avoidance, and codependence. It's not love, and that's why the divorce rate is so high and relationships are so chaotic. We don't know what true love is. We haven't been taught it. And so the dynamic we pursue is actually an intense dynamic. It's an addictive dynamic. It's not a loving dynamic, okay? So the inability to say no makes us powerless. We give ourselves away. And that's the, the evidence of that is you, how many times in your life, and everybody's done this, we've gone, God, I do so much for them and they won't do this for me. Bingo. You made yourself powerless. That's called giving yourself away. You went too far to the extreme um, of, of codependence and everything. And, and because of low self-esteem and inadequacy, you chose to make yourself powerless. Again, it's a codependent dynamic we're taught in childhood. And so we learn, wait, for my parents to love me, I have to say yes. I have to do everything for everybody else. Okay? And so that's why we all feel so powerless. Okay? Now let's move on to the solutions. Let's start with um, the fear of rejection. Pretty simple stuff. Affirmations. Now the key to affirmations is write them down. And the single greatest key to affirmations is it has to be a feeling. Don't just say words. Thoughts, I get, I, I get my back up. Um, I guess I feel inadequate because I can't communicate the message to everybody um, that they're been given the wrong skills, tools, and knowledge. When it comes to affirmations, thoughts don't rule us, feelings rule us. When you affirm yourself, you have to feel it. That's what will change your thoughts and create the high self-esteem. We are a feeling-based animal or species, so we have to feel it, not just think it, all right? The second solution to the fear of rejection is mirror work. Now, People go, oh, I'm not going to stand in front of a mirror and affirm myself. That's crazy. That's weird. Uh, that's really uncomfortable. Well, think of it. If you can't look yourself in the mirror, if you feel hesitant at all, if you think it's weird at all, why? Why would you have that feeling? Because you have very low self-esteem. What's wrong with looking yourself in the mirror and saying, God, I love you. You're a great man. I'm a great woman. Whatever it is. If there's any hesitancy at all, and if there's massive hesitancy or any kind of denial or any kind of minimization of, oh, that's just stupid, that's your clear indication that low self-esteem is creating your fear. Because mirror work, I should do a separate video on it, mirror work will change your life. It's the single greatest way to create self-esteem. All right. Now, the third thing I suggest is this book. Louise Hay, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. 
to me, this is that's the best book to build self-esteem on the market that I've ever read. Now, some people will go, oh, some of it's airy-fairy, depending on your personality type. But it's just she has a very loving heart. And so don't shy away from it. Now, one thing in her book, she always talks about think. She'll say think or thought. Just instead of think or thought, switch that word to feeling. Because it, you want to feel the affirmations, feel the things she talks about, not just think it. We have to feel it. All right? Thoughts don't change us. Feelings change us. Okay? Now, let's move on to the fear of inadequacy. This is the easiest fear to fix. Go become an expert. It's like me with the marketing stuff. What do I have to do? Research it. Go learn it. Try it out. Push all the different buttons on the, you know, the video screen. And when I'm editing these videos, just go become an expert. It's how I, you know, recovered from all my trauma and all my childhood stuff. I just became an expert in it. I read all the books. I've just been researching it for years. That's how you get over that fear of inadequacy. And, and see what that allowed me. Remember earlier the story about my father in the leather chair. I was able to process, wait a minute. It's not that I hate marketing. It's that I'm reliving my dad's shame within me. Oh, well, I've learned when those feelings come up, I literally reach inside, grab and go, Dad, I love you. I adore you. And I know you love me. But I'm not going to carry your pain anymore. I give it back to you. And like even saying that, I get chills their self-esteem, okay? That's how you get through it. Now, the second uh, solution to that is this, Facing Codependence, Pia Melody. This book should be required reading by every single adult on this planet. All of us have been raised codependently. All of us struggle with codependence. This is mandatory for any adult watching this video, any adult on this planet. This should be required reading to become an adult. Okay, this will show you the dynamics you experienced in childhood and how they're showing up. Okay, <clears throat> all right, now let's move on to powerlessness because this is the bigger one. Um, the in inability to say no, let's start with that. All right, remember I said that comes from childhood. Okay, so here's the method to start saying no. I always suggest a restaurant and I've had people get upset. Oh, don't make waiters and waitresses do the extra work. I'll get into that in a second. But how I learned to start saying no was I went to a restaurant and what's the first thing they ask you? Would you like a glass of water? Well, I paused and I went and I like, I literally, I was shaking because I'd never said no. And I very meekly was like, no, just covered, sort of whispered it. But man, I felt this surge of power. So for the next week, say no to everything. Like I wanted the water, but say no to, to it anyway. Start there. Start with things you know you like. Say no to them. Go off and think about it. What you want to check is what are your morals and values? What are your needs and wants? And what's negotiable and non-negotiable? If, if it meets all of those, you say yes. If it doesn't, then after thinking about it, what I always tell people to say is, you know, I thought about it. And that just doesn't work for me. See, that's even a break from having to say no. You're just saying it doesn't work for me. Now, many I'm at the place now I can just say no, no thank you. But many people can't say that, all right? So that's a buffer, all right? <clears throat> now, the thing to remember with, the, with saying no is 
we have to think through two things. One, will I ever resent this person if I say yes to it? Think of it. How many people do you resent because you did things for them, but they're not doing it back? Well, if you think that's a possibility, you have to say no. Don't give yourself away. If you get resentful later, that's your responsibility. You set that dynamic up. They're not to blame. See, that's codependence. Our whole relationship dynamic is, well, they didn't love me. They didn't give it back to me. Well, no, you chose them and you kept saying yes and you hung around even though they were rejecting you and saying no, that's on you. You're responsible for that. That's the dynamic. That's the Kardashian dynamic we need to shift in society. They're not responsible. I allowed it. It was like my, one of my wives who was physically and verbally abusive. After the first time she hit me, my stain was an implied yes. I gave her permission. I could have said no. I didn't know how to. I did the best I could at the time. I'm not excusing her behavior. And if you've been through abuse, I'm not excusing it. But we're responsible if we stay. So that's on me. I had to own that. That's adulthood. That's getting out of the codependent dynamic. Okay. Um, the next thing we have to remember about, the, the, about how to say no is, will we ever throw it in their face? If you think you will ever bring it up, how you did A, B, C, and D for somebody, and they haven't done Y, then you better say no. And if you ever say that to anybody, they're not responsible. You set that up. You, that's within you to go heal and to yell and scream at them, you're, you know, any client I work with, I'm like, well, that's on you. So let's deal with the real issue. Why are you giving yourself away? Where's the low self-esteem coming from that you don't value yourself enough to say no to this? Okay. Now let's look at how to, the lack of control. Remember I talked about the COVID situation. So everyone's trying to control this. Well, as I said, it's bigger than all of us. So the solution here is make a list. What can I control? What can I control? All right. Well, what the doctors say, you know, you tons of doctors saying, oh my God, the whole world's going to end. Other doctors saying, oh, this is a massive overreaction. It's just the flu. So we don't really know. So that goes under the, I can't control it. All right. What can I control? I can control what I think and feel every day. I can control what I do every day. I can't control that my company has laid people off. I can't control what's happened financially. I can control how I'm going to use this time, depending where you live. You're, you know, shut in for one month, several months. My God, what a gold, like, what a golden opportunity. You can recreate your whole life. Like, that's what I don't think people understand. We have so much control. If you've been shut in, you, we've all been given permission to go back to childhood and start our life over, set up a business, the life we've always wanted, go become adequate, spend this time becoming an expert in all these things we wanted to do. And what's even better, if it fails, we have a built-in excuse. Like I've been telling people, you should borrow money, you should go after everything. Because if you go bankrupt, you go fail, you end up on the street, what's going to happen? People go, oh, it's not your fault. It's COVID. Like it takes, like we have a built-in possibility to pursue anything in our life if we want to. Or we can play the victim, stay codependent, stay down here, not go near it, and, and blame everything, stay powerless and out of control and blame the world and all that. 
But that's not true. We get a choice. We have a complete choice as to how we do this. We are in control of that. And like I said, we have a wonderful situation right now where we can go after anything. And if it doesn't work, everyone will, they'll come up to you and go, oh, well, it's not your fault. It's COVID. COVID did this to me too. Now, personally, I would never blame it, but most people will because I choose not to be powerless. Okay. But that's how you do it. What can I control? What can I control? And you spend every waking minute on what you can control. That gives you power. You are in control of this. The government and all these choices are too big for you. So we can look at what we can't control, like check in every couple days, see are there any changes? Have they solidified what's really going on or not? If they haven't, stay over here. Now, if there's new information, okay, maybe you adjust. You gather new information. So the best way to deal with this powerlessness and the lack of control is a constant circling of Gather new information, get adequate, see if you need to readjust. Don't get back to what you can control, all right? Now, these dynamics, as I said, come from childhood, the powerlessness. So here's another book I, I suggest you read. Barbara Engel, The Emotionally Abusive Relationship. Sadly, over 80% of people will say that their um, uh, childhoods were perfect. Well, that's not it's just not possible. All of us have been through massive trauma in childhood because we don't teach this. And even if we did, we're perfectly imperfect. Our parents will hurt us. That book will show you how the parenting dynamics you were raised in have created these fears. If you want to reclaim your life, if you want to move from fear to fearless, there's only one way. You have to become an expert in your childhood. That's, that's it. False evidence appearing real, waste of time, gets you nowhere. Nike philosophy, just do it, be a grinder, gets you nowhere. You have to get the skills, tools, and knowledge to become an expert on how your parents transferred their own perfect imperfections, how in their imperfect moments they created these fears in us. It is our job as adults to be responsible to do that. Now, the single greatest book out there to walk you through that process is mine. Unfortunately, I didn't bring, forgot to put it here so I could show you it. It's called Your Journey to Success. It will help you unlock and get into reality. For that 80% of you who are like, oh, my childhood was fine, you're going to see, no, it wasn't. Now, I know most people don't want to admit that. Well, then, then you're choosing. Remember, control, lack of control, powerlessness. You are making the conscious choice to stay powerless, to stay out of control to let the world and outside circumstances run you. You are choosing to stay inadequate, not gather the skills, tools, and knowledge, which then keeps you with low self-esteem. So if you choose not to get the four books, uh, Pia Melody's Facing Codependence, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, Barbara Engel's The Emotionally Abusive Relationship, and my book, Your Journey to Success, if you choose not to get those four books and go become an expert in them, you are choosing to stay stuck in fear and you are responsible for that. You are in control of the life you want to live and how great you want to be. So if you want to get deeper into all of those solutions, if you want to be the greatest version of yourself, 
get those four books. That's your way to move from fear to fearless.